Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam, I'm Quick, and I'm Lee, and you're listening to Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep, but to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for Ducket, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Duckets is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 or <laughs> 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, okay divas, divas, let's talk Duckets. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, D&D fam. Welcome back. Yes, welcome, welcome. If you are following us on YouTube right now and watching us on YouTube, we're going to ask you to hit that subscribe button below so you can be notified of episodes as they come out every other Thursday. What is going to be our topic today? So we are actually talking about heart disease awareness. Um, we have someone near and dear today, my mom. Um, she actually is a, I guess, heart disease survivor. Is that what you're called? We could go with that. We'll go with that. Okay. So we're going to talk about her experience in a second, but Quick is going to introduce, we have a Boss Bay. Yes. Yeah, so if you are following us in 2020, we mm-hmm. had Boss Bays and it was just a way of being able to highlight individuals, African-American individuals that are in the community that are doing their thing, you know, bossing up. Um, with their businesses and so if you want to be a boss bay you can go to the link in our bios with um on facebook and on instagram you can go to link in our bios submit to be a boss bay and tell us why you would love to be sponsored or on um, divas and ducats and Mm -hmm. highlighted as a boss bay so our boss bay today is miss Brittany bracket and she is a voiceover talent and she's such a boss babe that she has her own introduction. So we're going to let her introduce herself. All right. I need a commercial done for my product. Do you know anyone? Why choose Brittany at B-Dynamic Productions? Because spreading your message truly matters to us. Professional voice talent Brittany Brackett brings 17 years of quality teleprompter, content creation, and copywriting experience to serve your marketing needs. Whether you're in need of a corporate spokesperson, audiobook narration, character voices and cartoons, British accents, or African dialects, and commercial drafting, we can bring your ideas to life. Call Brittany at 864-350-1807. That's 864-350-1807. Let's create some magic and magnify your brand. BrittanyBracket.com. That's BrittanyBracket.com. Okay. So, right. We also have a sponsor. Now we got sponsored. <laughs> 
So we're sponsored this episode by Wooden Bowers Law Firm. So if you have been hurt on the job, in an accident, on someone else's property, Mm -hmm. give them a call. They can take care of all of your personal injury needs. Um, Their phone number is 704-665-5838. Again, 704-665-5838. You can also uh, go to their website. It is wvvlaw.com. That's W as in wooden, B as in boy, V as in victorlaw.com. Yeah, they are amazing attorneys. We've definitely had one of them on as a guest last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So we definitely suggest, like she said, if you have any um, personal injury issues, civil rights, they do civil rights, they do estate planning. Mm -hmm. If you are not subscribed to our newsletter, you can also go to our website and submit for the newsletter. And whenever we post the episode, there will be a hyperlink directly to them. So you don't have to try to remember and there will also Correct. be the information in the link in the notes below. All right. So, so let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. Okay. So today we have Miss Murray. Which is that? How, who should we call you? You should call me mommy. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be so You should fun. call me mommy. Okay. So for everyone else. And you can call me mom too. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we have my mom, whatever you would like to call her. <laughs> And she's here to talk about just her experience with um, heart disease and just her journey, recovery process. So before we get started, I guess just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, I can do that. I'm uh, Cynthia Murray. I'm Leandra's mom. And um, I'm married to Leandra's dad. And we have another son, Langston, uh, who's uh, in the military. And we have one granddaughter, uh, little Ava. And um, I guess um, I'm actually from Maryland. I've been in in North Carolina 30-some years, so I actually claim North Carolina, Charlotte, as home now. Um, I'm still working, and I work out a lot. I stay active. Um, Yes, you do. You look amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have uh, some really good friends that I love to spend time with, so um, that's probably... Okay. Enough in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. So you were, um, when did you, what year did it all happen about the diagnosing? And then you could talk about leading up to the experience, but when, just for, you know, I guess time placement, when did this all happen that you realized that you had heart disease? This, the episode happened in 2015, okay. August uh, of, actually the, the actual symptoms started in June of 2015. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so leading up to the experience of, I guess, before the procedure and the surgeon, kind of tell us like what was happening. Like you said, you were active. What, what happened? Sure. Okay. So I was um, running one morning. Uh, I was out running early one morning with my friend, Joe, who, who we still tend to do quite a few things together. But we were running one morning, and um, it was in April, and um, just out of nowhere, I started to feel like a um, sort of a burning sensation in my throat after we got going for a while. And I had to stop, mm-hmm. and I stopped, and um, I let it subside, and then we just continued the route and finished what we were doing, and, and um, you know, immediately after uh, the the run I mean the earlier that morning or I should say later that morning I just said that's not normal mm-hmm. so I actually called my doctor to get an appointment to find out what that was was all about so but when you start running the symptom did go away when it-, it would subside so now looking back if you can think about it when you when you have a blockage 
you know, your heart rate gets up and so all this blood is rushing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, if you think about what's happening, there's nowhere for it to go. So now it's starting to burn, it's starting to pain you. Mm. And so when you think about what was happening, that's that's what was going on. It was all of a sudden there's nowhere for this blood to go and it's starting to cause okay. me pain. And then, you know, you stop, your heart rate goes down right, and right, things right. settle. And now things, in my mind, okay. we're going back to normal. Okay, I can, I can finish. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you went to the doctor and what did they originally tell you? So um, when I went to the doctor, again, this episode, mm -hmm. well, this happened in April. Okay. So when I went to the doctor, he said, oh, it's pollen. It's, okay. it's allergies. It's mm -hmm. pollen season. It's, mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, go home, take some Mucinex okay. and, uh, you know, you should be okay. So mm -hmm. that was, again, in, in April. And that's, that's what I, I was actually misdiagnosed mm -hmm. at the time. Okay. Okay. And what color was the doctor? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm asking. Uh, are you? Yeah, I'm asking. Well, they were not African American. Okay. okay. Is just that curious. what you? Yeah, because we've <laughs> we've had those conversations. I mean, to be frank, we've had those conversations in other episodes, specifically about the you know female OBGYN issues. Mm -hmm. So and just being you know being blown off. Lee has also talked about it in her situation. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's important for people to know that, like, you know, sometimes you can be misdiagnosed and there are discrepancies and, and biases mm -hmm. in, in the sure. medical field. So. I, I totally agree. Yeah. So um, they misdiagnosed you. They said it was pollen and you accepted that and went back to so Zyrtec or... <laughs> <laughs> you mean mucinex? <laughs> it was mucinex. Mucinex. Look, I take, I take it all, dear. Dear time. Give, give me everything. No. So, I mean, at the time, just think about someone who's healthy. The right. last thing you're thinking is heart. Mm -hmm. And again, pollen season, um, you know, it's like, okay, maybe that's that makes sense, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But I think what's important is the fact that June it was still happening. Mm -hmm. And that's when I went back and said, no, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not allergy. First of all, I don't have allergies, but it's not the pollen mm. um, that's causing this. There's something else. So was it happening consistently between April and June? And like every time you worked out or every time you ran? It was it happening happened. at other times? It would happen. Okay. Uh, I can't say it happened every time I okay. got out and, and ran, but it did happen because okay. I can remember Joe saying, are you feeling that, Cynthia? Are you right. feeling that? You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it, it did happen more than, you know, it happened several times. Mm -hmm. So I, and I, I'll be the first to tell you, but it's by the grace of God that I'm, that I'm here because it just took so long mm -hmm. to really get to the root of what was happening. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So then walk us through, we're at June of 2015. What was the next step once you went back and said, okay, this is an allergies. This is continuing to happen. Okay. So the what what happened then is I guess um, the doctor said, okay, if it's not that, it's got to be. Let let's try this heart path. Okay. So you start off with um, a stress test, mm -hmm. um, and after the stress test, I guess if that doesn't look favorable, mm -hmm. um, that next process is the echocardiogram. Okay. Um, again, if that doesn't look favorable. Then you go through this next process to see how severe or what's actually going on mm -hmm. with the heart. Okay. So um, not funny now, but at the time, mm -hmm. um, I just never thought mm -hmm. heart. Right. Mm -hmm. I just never thought that. And even when I went uh, for the for the actual hospital to do the the 
procedure to find out what was going on. I just happened to text my kids maybe the day before and say, oh, by the way, I have a little um, a little procedure. procedure. I have a procedure this morning, and I should be back on you know back home in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And I did let my my siblings know, but I said, "Don't tell mom. Let's just find out what's mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. and and we'll go from there." So again, um, I had gone through a stress test, gone through an art, uh, eco uh, echocardiogram, but still never thought heart mm-hmm. to that to that magnitude, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when I went for that procedure that morning, um, they were going into, I get, I think they were going in to look, put this dye in you to kind of see where's, where's this obstruction. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when, um, that's when I went in on August 17th, uh, for this procedure. And it's like, Oh, Miss Murray, oh, you got a blockage. You're going to have a heart surgery. And I was like, wait a minute, I got stuff to do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. This yeah. Is, this is yeah. not on my agenda today. Right. You know? Right. So it was total shock. I mean, total, total shock. So with the, the stress test and the echocardiogram, like, what do you do? Like, do they make you exercise? Is that how they... So so the stress test, uh, yeah, and it's a treadmill of some okay. sort, and they, you exercise, yes. Okay. And you get on there, and they're actually taking a look at, you know, this rhythm. They're reading, okay. you know, um, I, I don't know how to read them, honestly, mm-hmm. but that's what they're looking for. And then that echocardiogram is also like an ultrasound that looks mm. at the rhythm and what's happening. Okay. In the heart, so they, they, I guess those two procedures mm-hmm. give them enough to say, okay, we need to move forward. Okay, you know? gotcha, uh-huh. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So then, what was the ne- what was the procedure you had? So I had um, coronary artery bypass surgery. Okay. And it's where they actually take um, some uh, a good blood vessel from another part of your body mm-hmm. and actually attach it to the f- above and below the bad okay. vessel so that, that blood can continue to, to flow. So it's a bypass. They're repairing okay. that, you. your artery, so that you know, if you think about a bypass mm-hmm. highway, highway, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's way around it um, to, to, so that the blood could flow uh, properly. How yeah. long was the surgery? Three hours. Long, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I think it was three, three hours, <clears throat> um, okay. you know, and then you... You know, obviously, anytime you're talking about heart surgery, mm-hmm. it's major. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's major, mm-hmm. and obviously, you have to go through that whole um, re- what do you call it? Recovery, the uh, like the rehab. The that's another stage, but the recovery, and then yeah, you know, I was in a room that day, and I, I actually was in the hospital about five five um, days. But to be very honest with you, um, my I, I felt like a case study because mm. um, I was pretty healthy mm-hmm. and I was young. Um, young in all practical purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was 52, um, healthy, uh, no signs of um, any, um, I, no diabetes, no cholesterol issues, right. just nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, where, how, how what, mm-hmm. what, right. you know. And that may, to my doctor's <clears throat> defense, Mm-hmm. You know, he's, you know, she's never. There's been, no way. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, I'm not going to go right, there first because, right. and, and again, I've, I've been one, I'm one that will every year get physicals mm-hmm. or, you know, all the preventive stuff right. I'm going to take yeah. care of. So, you know, not to make excuses for that, but that was, in, it does make yeah, his it does. cholesterol, yeah. nothing, never, never had any of those, those issues. Um, so it was just. Genetics, I don't know, but he, uh, I, I did feel like a case study because mm-hmm. I, I think I shared with a few of my friends that, you know, when I was in that, um, in the hospital, I just had random 
cardiologist come to the room mm -hmm. and just like ask me questions. The same questions I'm sure. Same. <laughs> yeah, it was the same questions. Right. Well, can you tell me your name? And you, you go through that mm -hmm. and, and you're how old? Right. You know, you just go through that. And I think it was just trying to, you know, take a look at what could this how and what did we miss yeah. you know is what there is miss? there something yeah. else and you know we mentioned obviously the same basic question but there was always mm -hmm. maybe one would say you know do you you know i don't know do you eat red meat or something like that and mm -hmm. things like that so yeah, yeah it was quite a journey so was it was is there a family history of heart disease no not heart disease wow. no not at all no no but not according to my grandma. Well, I mean, we don't know, but so far back. But yeah. at least about two generations, no one has no, had heart no. attacks or. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So with your with the um, surgery that you had, is that like the difference between like a triple bypass, double bypass? Did you, is there, there? There is a difference. Okay. Two versus three. Okay. And you have one. I had two. You had two. So I had double okay. bypass. Because of the top and bottom. Yeah. Well, because you had, there was two. I, I think there was two arteries that they had okay. to, you know, gotcha. repair. Gotcha, gotcha. And then there's people that have triple. And there's people that have more than triple. Okay. You know, that, okay. You know, depending on how bad or how much damage. Okay. You know. mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know. I was like, I mean, I've heard them, and I was uh -huh. like, I didn't know if it was like the times they went in, like right, right. going have to go in mm -hmm. twice. You don't know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So what was the because what surprised me during the whole situation well outside of her being like yeah i'm gonna get this procedure and then she's in the hospital but <laughs> was just how quickly they wanted her to get up after the surgery so right. like what was that like because i would think when someone's had heart surgery like you're gonna be down for a bit yeah. and it was almost immediate like no you got to get going yeah so like what was that like for you so um you know obviously the the one thing for me was you know, am I going to go back to being me? Mm -hmm. You know, is this going to be, I mean, I just had heart surgery. Is this, you know, what's normalcy mm -hmm. going to look like? Mm -hmm. So when they were saying, Miss Mary, we need you up and moving, mm -hmm. I was all over that. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, tell me what I need to do. And they had this little, I don't know, track. I wouldn't call it a track, but <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it as a track, you know. And you had, they wanted the patients to go around that mm -hmm. You know that mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. hallway, you know, once a day, and 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 you know, the next day do it twice a day because you know, obviously, there's a lot of trauma to the body mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, when when they're when they actually go in and do that. So that part can be hard. But I was just determined. Okay, you you need me to do one lap. I'm going to do this one lap. Mm -hmm. um, so I you know I had the will to right. to want to heal right. right? right. Um, and I think about some of the patients. Um, who just didn't take care of themselves? That was quite. That was that was tough. Made a major difference. I made her, yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you want me to do what? You know, walk mm -hmm. around. But I will say, um, even when I got home, <clears throat> the doctor told me, uh, "I need you walking um, two miles in two weeks, or two miles in three weeks." This sounded like really. In my mind, I was like, "Okay, so I'm supposed to be at that point. Mm -hmm. If if that's um, if you know if that's in." sort of an expectation, then that's doable. That's now, not... was that based upon them knowing what you did before, or is that like... I think it was just one of those, maybe a combination. I know that she's she's right. healthy, so she should be able to be at a point where she can 
walk. Right. Now, she didn't, he didn't say, you know, go sprint it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But she should be able to have enough endurance mm-hmm. to do a, a two mile walk in, mm-hmm. in two to three weeks. So that was encouraging. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact mm-hmm. that, oh, okay, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm going to be up and moving. Um, yeah. But it wasn't easy because I remember when I, when I got home, um, I mean, your body, like I said, it, 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 it it's trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember telling Leandra, I said, man, me, mommy's fighting for her life. I need you to do stuff. I mean, I had to, she had to put the milk in the glass because mm-hmm. I couldn't even hold the gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. it was just tough, mm-hmm. you know, but you, you know, I realized I'm going to get through this, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so speaking of that, how did you feel like your support system was? Because like you said, that is trauma. And I know um, you're in a two-level home. Mm-hmm. Did you have to, did you, go, were you able to go walk back upstairs and sleep back upstairs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was able to do all that. I mean, I my support system, you know, like I said, my family and I got, you know, a couple of very dear friends. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, once we got, once they got off the floor, from the shock of since right. we just had open heart surgery. Yeah. Right. Um, we, you know, I just had just real good support. My mom came, um, flew down from Maryland mm-hmm. and stayed with me for two weeks mm-hmm. and took care of me. And um, Nothing like mama, boy. Yeah, nothing like good old mama took care of me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my brother flew in from Maryland just to lay eyes on me and my other brother. I mean, they, my sister, all, all of them, they awesome. came um, just to, you know, just to see me. And mm-hmm. once they saw me, realized I was fine and, you know, even my son, I think it was upsetting because it's like, okay, this is serious. But, mm-hmm. you know, once they realized I was up and moving and this, the hard part was over, I think we were, it was just on, um, mm-hmm. you know, just ready to go. And you were able to hit that two-mile goal in two to three weeks? Or did it take a little longer? Or You know, I, I don't, I, I never really calculated that. But okay. I will tell you that, I think to Leandra's point, um, once and all the hospital networks have the rehab, cardiac rehab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was part of that Novant group. And what we did was once you, you get to a point where you're healthy enough to go through cardiac rehab, mm. you know, they have, you know, a gym where you go and they monitor you. And okay. basically it's to say, okay, you are now able to go and do this on your own mm. without all the monitoring. Mm-hmm. And um, so my rehab started in um in October okay. of, of that year, 2015. Okay. And um, I finished in December. And in February, my friend and I ran the, the uh, Shamrock 10K in Moxville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Six months later, we did. Okay, 10K and 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it moving. Right. Po- Post heart surgery. That's okay. right. That's really, really awesome. Um, and so, do you? I mean, I know you, you know we've talked about the fact that you were healthy before, but do you feel like being healthy saved your life? I, I really do. I mean, my mom still struggles with anybody exercising and moving about because she thinks if you keep still, mm. you know, you won't get hurt. Op- you know? Yeah, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, right? it, yeah. But, but you know, um, I do because I think about how I discovered what mm-hmm. was happening. I mean, if I didn't get that heart rate up, right. I wouldn't mm-hmm. know, wouldn't have known mm-hmm. yeah. that there was a blockage. You know, yeah. so um, I, I certainly agree that. And I also think being um, healthy or taking care of yourself helps with the recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, if you're healthy, you don't have those other things that you're kind of dealing with. Right, right. So I, I, um, I definitely think that. And, and I, you know, once, once I got to a point where I could get back out there and, and, and work out, I, mm-hmm. I continue to do that. 
And I think I found that the thing that I found most sobering in the process was, I can't remember which one of her doctors said it, but most people who are not active or who are not healthy with that level of blockage, they just drop dead. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, as the child, when you hear that, it's like, you know what I mean? You kind of have to process that. But it is just, you know, people aren't just saying be healthy for the sake of a sound bite. Mm-hmm. Like it really does make a difference in terms of your body being able to sustain. I mm-hmm. mean, the amount of blockage she had and still be, her body being able to just That's endure right. on the deficit. Right. You know, right. so, yeah. yeah. But I think it's important that people, and, and you're absolutely right, because, I mean, the body's just like a machine. Eventually, it's going to wear down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you've got to take care Normal of what you have. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's eventually not going to function the way that it was intended. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, it just wears. But I think people, what if I could tell them anything, you know, you have to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, don't ignore. I mean, it, it really irks me when I hear people who don't get mammograms, who don't go get things checked because they don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, you, you have to know. Right, mm-hmm. right. You have to know. I mean, yeah. because you mm-hmm. can live. You have to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's such an oxymoron when I hear people say that. If I go to the doctor, they're going to tell me something wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know something's wrong. We just need to know what it is. Right. Yeah, right. because something's happening. Yeah. Yeah, but what's weird about that is when you think about people... If the car is making a noise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if there's an appliance in the house that's making a noise, they want it resolved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they want it resolved. Why? I don't want to get stranded. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose the food in my refrigerator. Right. So there's a reason, there's a compelling reason why you do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why you fear gets in the way when it comes to, when your, it comes to your health. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it just gets in the way. And um, so many times we could, we just need to get over that and, and get the help mm-hmm. we need. Because mm-hmm. um, I... I know it's by the grace of God that I'm here, but right. I, I say, you know, because even from the time you think about it, the symptoms happened in April and I didn't mm-hmm. really get relief until mm-hmm. August. Yeah. You know, so there's several mm-hmm. few months in there yeah. and mm-hmm. um, made it through. Yeah. yeah. It just made me think about, there, but for the grace of God, there go I, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when you was talking about, you know, them saying like, yo mama wouldn't have made it if she had been somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, she you had think been about dead, that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. It's a major, major thing, you know. And and then kind of like your workouts now, you work out almost every day now. You do. Every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. You, you work out every week? Well, I do. Okay. I, I, okay. When, 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 I, well, I just want to be totally yeah. transparent. Yeah. Every day is like seven training. days. Do you strength, tra- do yes. strength training at yes. all? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. I mean, you just, you don't have to do it. T- it to the level that others do mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but you've got to to do. You've yeah. got to you've got to do it. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you also, I mean, like you said, what you don't use, you lose. Right. That's if right. you're not building your muscles and at least using them, you do get old and you get sore and That's you exactly get, right. you know. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, did mm-hmm. you have to change? You know, because I know you said you didn't have high cholesterol, so you obviously had a pretty good diet beforehand. Did you have to t- change anything or take anything out of your diet after the surgery? Not, not from, uh, not a recommendation from the doctor. Okay. Okay. Um, now, what you, you know, obviously, you kind of learn. You mm-hmm. go through nutrition, uh, with a, a nutritional training, mm-hmm. and then you kind of that was part of it as well. Part of the okay. rehab is mm-hmm. learning how to eat, learning, mm-hmm. you know, and again. Um, but like red meat, I mean, I used to enjoy enjoy ever an occasional ribeye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I rarely will do that now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's not that, and it's because I know how bad 
I knew how bad it was then. Right, right. But now have have had going through the surgery, it's like, nah, I definitely don't want to put that right, in my body. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, so mm-hmm. um nothing and, and, and I don't like cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. add cheese to things where so many people do. Mm-hmm. But I just <laughs> I just don't do that. I mean, I don't need to add cheese to a grilled chicken sandwich or add cheese to eggs. I'm just saying, I just, I just, you asked me a question and I was just saying. <laughs> Next question, please. I'll eat a slice of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying in terms of it's your horrible. diet, it's mm-hmm. just, you don't, it's horrible the, the, you. the things that you know you, you know, yeah. just mm-hmm. kind of choose my poison. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I have a friend, Kay, who says, Cynthia, you you don't eat to live, you live to eat. No, you don't. Did I say that? You right? don't live to eat. You don't live to eat, you eat to live. live. It's like you don't eat, but I do yeah. eat. But yeah. it's just, I, I try not to eat a lot of junk. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, that's an important thought. Like she said, it in jest, but most, a lot of people do eat in the opposite fashion, yeah. right? I mean, there are plenty of people that probably have gone through this search and go right back to eating exactly what they eat. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like... Yes. Right. Yeah. When will enough be enough? Like, mm-hmm. what do you need <laughs> to yeah. change the yeah. dial? You know, it's because a, you only have one body. You only have one. You only have yeah. one body, yeah. and it's yeah. not like a car. It's not replacing no. parts. You can go to the junkyard and That's right. piece together things. Now, you know, thank God for donors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you could yeah. do those things, but That's again, right. those they still have to be it's healthy. Still limited. Right. There's supply. Sti- there's a. Exactly. It is, it is mm-hmm. definitely a limited supply yeah. for sure. It's not something you can. Just keep going through, you know. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it was it's, it's just very important what you tell people, like, just, you know, to try to be your healthiest and, and do those checkups, you know, mm-hmm. because unfortunately, our well, yeah, unfortunately, I feel like in your situation, you did your checkups, you did your annuals, your doctor was on it, he's looking at your records, you don't have high blood pressure, like... And it, and it still happened, it's you know. It's a thunk it. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. right, you know, mm-hmm. but that's... Um, an outlier. Yeah. It has to be, you know. So for for others, especially, you know, with, like you said, this being American Heart Awareness Month, just go go do your checks. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. do your checks. If you're feeling anything, you know, flutters, don't yeah. just write them off. Oh, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a butterfly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't, and don't be fearful, like you said, of being able to find those things out because early detection in, in most diseases mm-hmm. are the key, right? That, that's exactly yeah. right. And yeah. and when people think, like you said, the fear, you do it yeah. for others. I yeah. mean, you know, obviously if you leave here, leave here you, you're gone, but the ones that are remaining, mm-hmm. you you do it for them. Yeah. So if you're, you know, you don't, I, I it's kind of hard to get that point across that you, you can't ignore that. Yeah. You, you just can't. I mean... And what does that look like for you now? So now do you just have yearly checkups or is there like some extra kind of care? I know when we talked to Quick's mom, she was saying that she still Mm -hmm. has to go through some, you know, her Mm -hmm. routine mammogram for breast cancer. But are there extra checks for you now or is it just like your yearly? It's just an annual. It's just no, there's to answer your question. There's no extra. Okay. Um, It's just an annual um, checkup. But I honestly, when I first went through this, um, you know, he said, you, you do the stress test like every five years. And then mm-hmm. when my fifth year, I was like, okay, can I get my stress test? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, no, you don't have any. 
That sounds funny. Yeah, like, okay, you told me every five years. I mean, it's my fifth year. But again, it's you're feeding the doctor the the, the mm-hmm. information so right. he can yeah. he can diagnose right. you so right. you know Cynthia you're out here like you said you're working out several days a week mm-hmm. you know you're you're not having any issues mm-hmm. why are we doing a stress test mm-hmm. <laughs> right. but right. again it you know initially it's like well maybe make sure when that blockage isn't mm-hmm. you, know, you know again yeah um, no but I, I don't have to do anything extra mm-hmm. um, just again try to keep from doing those things that. You know, could clog your arteries again. Mm-hmm. You know, the the fatty foods, the fried foods. You mm-hmm. know, all those things. Mm-hmm. The cheese. And then I, I <laughs> <laughs> okay, the cheese. I'm gonna cut out cheese for the rest of the week, just for you. Uh, for the week. Okay, it's Friday. Friday. It's already Friday, right? That's it, right? right. Okay. Got Thank it. you. So generous. <laughs> generous. And I do want to ask, like, um, do you have like? I don't want to necessarily say fears, but concerns just because of the way that it happened. Because I know, like, when I talk to breast cancer patients, um, I'm thinking specifically about one of my friends. You know, she started continually conquering because it's like we're always mm-hmm. conquering cancer. It's always in the back of your mind. Is it going to come back? Is it going to, you know, do you have those thoughts at all? I, I no? don't. Okay. I don't. I don't think about that. Um, and I, I try to avoid um, <laughs> looking on the Internet to say, oh, how long does heart surgery last? I don't do those things because, okay. again, you know, you God only knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just try to to say, okay, I got a second chance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've got these clean, my 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 pipes are clean, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm just not going to clog them back up, yeah. right? And so I don't I don't dwell on that. I yeah. I just yeah. try to because you just never know. I mean, yeah. and granted, I um I did ask about my kids, and you know, mm-hmm. he said, well, you know, this is um you know you may want to have them check get things checked out around 40. Mm-hmm. Um, did I tell you that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, that's not to frighten them, right. but it's to say, hey, by yeah. the way, mm-hmm. this happened to my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is not about my dad, but mm-hmm. her dad had a heart attack mm-hmm. in, in February. Mm-hmm. And um, so again, now you had mom who had this, dad had a, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, are we you know, passing something to our kids. Right. I don't know. But mm-hmm. the idea is for them to, to understand that mm-hmm. and to be the best that they can be yeah. and be healthy and, mm-hmm. just be you know, proactive. just be proactive. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't have to clean that, mm-hmm. but um, you certainly can, can, can do your part. Yeah. I think it moves it up a little bit. So similar to if you're, if you have a relative or I guess like your mom, mm-hmm. grandma had breast cancer, you get test right. mammograms mm-hmm. earlier. I think, we have to do it at 40 instead of like either 45 or 50 okay. is usually the recommended age anyway. Gotcha. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you say like the recommended age to do a stress test or to do. Well, I think it's just okay. awareness for that. Okay. So, okay. so you, 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 again, the stress tests, I don't know if a doctor's just going to do a stress right, test right, just because right. you want one. But there's some kind of checks. But if can... they I, I think that's about all they can do is just look at the rhythm and, mm-hmm. and see something. But obviously, if there's any, if some other things are happening, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if you're if you're having, you, you know, you're you're able to do something today and tomorrow you're not. Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on? You know, as you get older, um, you know, are you what's causing you to need blood pressure pill? It mm-hmm. could be anything. Right. And, right. and, you know, if you're needing needing that, that would be a good time to say, you know what? 
this is this happened to my parents um, early. You mm-hmm. know, we want to keep an eye on it. Right. You know, you may be may want to do that. I mean, but it's you, you kind of have to be the the aggressor with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember when um, I was in the doctor, but I was actually having anxiety issues at the time. But they put you know the little checks mm-hmm. checks on my my heart and everything because I was like, oh my god, it's am I having a heart attack or something happening? <laughs> I was like, well, it's just so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Were you having a heart attack? No. No. Yeah. Now, I was glad I didn't have a heart attack. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Heart, heart, yeah. heart attack does it's more trauma. trauma to the to the okay. heart, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, yeah, so. Okay. Mm. I think that was really great information. Um, did you have any other questions for mom? I do not. Do you want to stay for a diva letter? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you for coming yes, on. Yes, we really appreciate you, especially giving this information um, because, you know, there's also that um, preconceived notion of misinformation mm-hmm. that, you know, only larger people are unhealthy yeah. Yeah. or if you're healthy, you don't have to worry about these kind of issues. Obviously, you know, a lot of um, smaller frame people just believe because they're smaller frame that they're healthy mm-hmm. um so just making sure that you are getting those checks i actually i mean i've heard of more runners like just it's just shocking to me how many runners just like yep. pass away from heart disease mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um so well i was looking at the stats it's, it's the leading cause of death for amongst the races period, wow, period. Not just mm-hmm. general yes mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. yeah yeah so please, please, please make sure that you're going to go get your checks. We need mm-hmm. you guys to be around for yourself, yes. first, first and foremost, and definitely for your family. So um, what do we have next? So today we have a Dear Diva letter. If you have questions, comments, shenanigans, <laughs> um, you can email us. It is divaadvice at gmail.com, D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. So. Today's letter goes, Dear Divas, my husband and I are working on our estate plan, and although I'm proud to have built a nice life and accumulated some things, I don't feel like I should have to leave an inheritance to his children. He has three children from previous relationships, and I have one. His children are adults in their late 20s, and they've always been cordial and respectful, but there's no real relationship there. Their mothers are also living. My daughter is 12, and it has always been just her and me until she was about four when I met my now husband. My husband feels that we should make almost identical wills and leave the children similar or equal gifts, and he would include my daughter in his will, but I feel differently differently when it comes to my will, given their age and our non-existent relationship. What are your thoughts? Would you leave an inheritance to children who aren't yours? Should a relationship with them make a difference? Signed, Anonymous Diva. Hmm. I'm going to defer to the people who have children. <laughs> Goodness. Um, so, in my opinion, I do. Well, first, yes, of course. I, if I married a guy, he had kids. Yeah, the natural response is, yeah, I'm going to treat those kids like they're my kids. That's taking the relationships out, out of it right now. Um, so I have seen no problem whatsoever leaving stuff in your will to your spouse's children. Uh-huh. Um, then she said that the, her daughter is now 12, uh-huh. and it was four when she started. So the, these other kids have also been in her life for eight years. 
But she said they like in their late twenties. So I guess they were like basically twenty. Like they were no, if you're like late twenties, that's late twenties. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking early. I'm thinking twenty. Yeah, no. Okay, they're late like, 20. Okay, they yeah. were adults. They out of the house. Right. Okay. Um. So in that situation, because I okay, thank you. So in that situation, and because you don't have a close relationship, um, while I think it's a hard conversation between the two of y'all, obviously, you know that's why you're writing in. <laughs> I do completely understand not wanting to leave things to children that you don't have a relationship with because that's kind of the part of of building your inheritance and building your wealth is to pass it on to people that you think are going to one value it Mm -hmm. um and that have also hopefully kind of put some kind of initially now if you leave it into you know your parents and you think about your great great grands that you ain't never met that's different Mm -hmm. but hopefully you're leaving it to people that kind of have worked some of that with you or have had some kind of connection with you and some kind of value with you so i do understand um not wanting to leave an inheritance to adults grown adults especially if they have not I mean, you didn't say the relationship is bad, but you definitely said it's not good. So, you know, that that leaves a lot to be desired with adult children. Um, but you have been with this guy for eight years. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm just really trying to figure out. You're struggling? <laughs> I'm trying to. No, I'm trying to figure out. What would be in her wheel? Like, that's I guess, hers. Like, like her house? So I guess like they're married and it's kind of like, well, who goes first? So maybe she has some things separately or whatever. She's like, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about separate property, property that she had or inheritance that she had or whatever that she had before she even got into the marriage, I, I would, I would naturally think that he would expect that to go to. Obviously, he doesn't, because again, that's why you're writing in. But I would, I would think you would understand that that's that would go to her daughter, because you worked for that for a while before you even got this man in your life. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really confusing to me. I mean, if it's stuff that y'all again got together, properties that y'all got together, why wouldn't it be to his children? Because it's together. But if you're talking about her own stuff, I mean, I'm sorry, that's that's her stuff to wheel away as she pleases yeah that's how I feel about it mom (laughs) well I think the operative word was relationship Mm -hmm. I think if um, they are adult children and um, if there was a relationship I think I I don't think there would be even a conversation because they're now our children right and and we all are we're family Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's I think that's what's broken mm-hmm. the fact mm-hmm. that there's no relationship with her, so therefore she doesn't feel like hey I don't need to I I have no obligation or or desire right, right? I'm going to make sure that my young child mm-hmm. is taken care of so I think that's that's the thing because I think there's plenty of times when you bring in these families mm-hmm. what do you call them blended, mm-hmm. blended mm-hmm. that you do. A, you you form a bond mm-hmm. and they and we're all a family mm-hmm. and we you know you want to make sure that you're protecting them all mm-hmm. because you want them all to to do well and 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 um you know um so i i think that's the problem there's yeah. there's no relationship with the adult children yeah, for sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean i agree outside of what y'all did together i could i mean 
Because then it comes down to who dies first. I mean, that sounds really crass, but Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, if we share this home, then obviously if he passes first, he's going to leave whatever to the children and and the wife or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if she passes first, you know, so the shared things, it kind of, you don't want to say it's like a race for death, but it's kind of like it depends on who goes first Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, what, what goes down. I would hope and I would... I would trust, maybe I'm just benefit of the doubt, that if he went first, our reader would make sure his kids are good. But, and that's why you need a will, just in case they, they don't. Adults, though. What I'm just saying, like, if their dad passed first, I would hope, because, you know, most most states, the spouse gets the majority of whatever's... You say if he dies without a will. Yeah, I'm just thinking oh, okay. because right now they don't have one. Okay, okay. So okay. they're they're trying to figure this gotcha, out. So gotcha, if he gotcha. passed, I would hope in the interim that she makes sure the kids are yeah. okay. Um, but I just I kind of agree with quick line of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the line of thinking of just whatever you had before your four hundred one k your life insurance. That's for you to kind of. That might be where you take care of your baby mm-hmm, separately. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the things you have together, maybe that can be a compromise. The things mm-hmm. you have together, maybe talk about, okay, we can figure out some kind of what feels equal or what feels fair. But the things that you did before in terms of like those or policies, that can be what you leave your daughter. That's yeah. that's my thought. Yeah, Maybe that could be I like a compromise. I think that's completely fair. I mean, honestly, I don't see how you can argue with it. I mean, he, he could do whatever he wants, but... I don't see how you can argue against that. If you're saying that this is something we built together, she should have the expectation that something he also put sweat equity and he's going to want to leave to his children mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also makes you think, about, I mean, just, people just get a will. Like y'all get a will, <laughs> get a trust, especially these blended families and protect yourselves. Because like you said, if she dies first mm-hmm. and, you know, he didn't will... <laughs> That that comes into the kids trying to move into the house and But I think part of the problem is we can't agree on right. how to separate what right. we what we our mm-hmm. possessions. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just I, that would be my suggestion to you to say, Okay, well whatever we've acquired together, mm-hmm. then we can divvy that up, mm-hmm. you know, to your kids or to our kids, mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on how how much you've amassed. Mm-hmm. And then my stuff, I will give to my daughter your stuff you got to put that in there he may not have had nothing but just put it in there it sounds better <laughs> your stuff you can give to your kids why do you have nothing I, i'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's to, to me it's really odd that he's coming for the stuff that she had before uh, he was a homosexual he might have been why why you want my stuff to go to your grown kids and just make it make sense Mm. Okay. So. You know what, Diva? Let us know how it goes. <laughs> Diva advice at gmail.com. Quick and call Wooden Bowers. Yes, call them. Because <laughs> they can help, help you with, with this estate. Right. Do you have any tips? Well, my tip, then, of course, like I said before, with the American Heart Awareness Month, is just to please go get your checks. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore problems with your health um, yeah. they're not going to go away they're only going to get worse it's just the way the body works it will sit you down mm-hmm. if you don't go and do preventative maintenance on your body so go 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 get your checks 
Amen. All right, you all, that wraps up this week's episode. We will see you in a couple weeks. Um, You can follow us on all the things. We're Divas and Duckets on Facebook and Instagram, www.divasandduckets.com. Also, Quick has told you to subscribe, but if you have not already, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the bell below. And in the meantime, in between time. Have a great attitude. All right, bye.